Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Guys of a certain age, hitting your airwaves, your AirPods, whatever you got in your ears, or you're listening to Robbie Koblenson Studio with Art Shirley. And there is no Jay Reed. Jay has, I don't know where Jay is, but Jay did come by the house last night and picked up a pizza. Ah. Yeah. Pizza. I hate I missed that yesterday. Yeah. Pizza from Proof. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Man. My, uh, my uh, 11 o'clock meeting went an hour, two hours. Wow. So. Wow. So I, I with, went, a good, with a good friend of ours, but it was very fr- fruitful. So I, I told Art he should uh, renegotiate his compensation that he gets paid per meeting. Per and, meeting. And then overtime rules. Right. So, but anyway, we'll, we'll catch up with Jay next week. Uh, it's kind of an on again, off again, kind of like a relationship with Jay. Yeah, that's right. That's hey, right. Yeah. And we know he'll listen because he wants. Yeah. yeah I think he tracks how many times we talk about that's it. That's right. He wants to listen to see how close his synopsis that we're going to have him write is to it. <laughs> yeah. And we make him write it even before he listens that's to that's it. Right. So anyway. All right. So let's jump into some uh, Geeks of the Week. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll go first. This one's really, really cool. So uh, there was a village in Wales. Sounds like a fairy tale. Yes. Yeah. So a rural Wales. village in Wales. Uh, that every morning about 7 a.m., everybody's internet just slowed to a crawl. Wow. And uh, so the uh, the telecommunications provider, uh, you know, they investigated all switches and hubs and all this stuff, and they could not figure out what in the world was wrong with it. And so they decided to do a site visit. And so uh, they had a, I think they had a spectrometer with them, which, you know, indicates where there's radiation or radio waves or what have you. And so about 7 a.m., you know, they, they're walking the streets the internet slowdown happens. They've got their spectrometer probably looking like something from the X-Files. Right. Lands on this house. And it turns out this 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 house has an old-fashioned CRT television set. Okay. Would turn on and watch the news at 7 a.m. It would kill the throughput. Oh, of the my network. gosh. How hilarious. That is that? funny. So some kind of uh, radiation. Yeah. Thing yeah. Was, so it was breaking up the signal. Yeah. So CRT radiation came in and... and uh, uh, kind of knocked everything out. And so they were using an old ASDL, so yeah. a DSL service, uh-huh. uh, which is very susceptible to radiation yeah. um, and radio waves and whatnot. So an old television just took the entire network. That out. is too wild. Is that not crazy? That's pretty funny. I asked, uh, I asked Jay if that was him. Yeah, um, that's right. I yeah, that. okay. but uh, he said no. It, it quite it probably wasn't. Yeah, so that's that, right. That um, you know that electrical interference is known as shine, single high shine, single high level impulse noise. That sounds like a Stephen King thing. Yeah, it really does. You know the shine it's got off. The shine. Yeah, the TV's owners had a habit of switching the TV on every morning at seven a.m. as they start their day, and then um, you know, boom. Yeah, the internet came to a crawl. Once we cut cable or cut the cord and, and got rid of cable uh i had an hd antenna i have an hd antenna in the an, and uh, in the attic hard for me to say um and uh i noticed you know same time of day i'd be sitting there and all of a sudden the signal would just break up well it turns out becky's hair dryer <laughs> broke up the signal i was going what is going on with this yeah. and, and i finally put two and two together so it's amazing what will affect that stuff yeah it was it was shine it was uh, shine. what did i say that was just a second ago it's single high level impulse noise okay shine shine so, yeah so she was shining on you with her hair dryer okay so, yes she was. but uh Not i thought shin. that was okay. uh 
I did. I thought that was just very. Jewish. Yeah, that's that's yeah, and it's just funny how old technology is taking the new stuff down. It really is, really is. So okay. that's uh, that's speaking my of old television, though. Uh, uh, you were pointing at me when you said old. Speaking of old, I would have to. You know, speaking of old television, though, the the trailer for WandaVision dropped this week. Man, how crazy was that? That is crazy. It uh, For those who haven't seen it, you should go seek it out. Uh, what they're doing is they're taking a storyline from um, an old uh, uh, Scarlet Witch comic book where she kind of descends into madness is what I understand. Right. Um, and. Uh, and it seems to follow that if you if you followed the uh, the Marvel movies and if you haven't, why are you listening to this podcast? But you <laughs> you realize that uh, the Vision is dead. He died in um, uh, the Endgame Infinity uh, War uh, movies. Uh, but anyway, he's alive in this thing, and it takes place. It or, looks like it's old, or or, or we, he appears to be alive. We in this think thing. he's yeah. alive. He's uh, yeah. Uh, and it, it looks like it's an old 50s um, or, or early 60s sitcom, you know, most notably Dick Van Dyke at one point, And then it kind of changes over to the Bewitched that Bewitched set. Uh, and it looks like a lot of fun. And then it kind of takes this weird turn. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good series. It is still coming out in 2020 or have they pushed it back to 2021? I can't remember. I can't I, either. I think it's still coming out 2020. Everything else has been moved back to 2021. Everything. Everything has been. Yeah. So uh, Winter Soldier and uh, Cap- not Winter Soldier, but Falcon and Falcon the, and the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah. Uh, has been moved back, but uh, uh, so we're Black looking forward to this. Black, Black Widow has been moved to 2021, yep. so that's pushing all the movies back anyway. But anyway, this is a, a kind of a bright spot, spot on the horizon. Very different. Looks like it could be just a lot of fun to watch. Very, you know, very bizarre kind of concept. One thing that I did like, and, and I'm sure you saw it in the trailer, is um, there's a part where uh, it must be Halloween or something, but it, they're yeah. wearing Halloween costumes that are their traditional comic book suits. Oh. Scarlet Witch has her her red uh, suit with the red, um, I'm not sure, tiara kind of mask thing going on. Like and, ears almost. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure what you'd call that. And then Vision has his uh, yellow and green. Uh, oh, it looks horrible. Yeah, no, it really is funny, though. But it, I think it's going to have a good sense of humor, but it also looks like it's going to be a little twisted, too. So that'll be good. So for uh, those of you guys who are not real familiar with the whole history of Scarlet Witch in the Marvel Universe, the comic universe, Scarlet Witch is arguably one of the most powerful right. characters yeah. in the Marvel Universe. Kevin Feige said he considers her one of the most powerful. And he had said Captain Marvel before, but I think he's saying Scarlet Witch now. I guess whichever one has the uh, the property coming out. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, the most powerful. That's right. Falcon, that's right. he's the guy. <laughs> so, when they, so when they integrate... Uh, uh, X-Men in, yeah. you know, it'll be interesting to see how they treat Jean Grey. Right. Because, you know, those three are are, are, are some of the most powerful characters mm-hmm. in the Marvel Universe, period. Right. So, yeah. But uh, And one yeah. of the characters is supposed to be Agatha Harkness. Do you know? Are you familiar with her? Mm, maybe I believe I've got the name right. Agatha Harkness. It's the witch. Uh, I can't remember the actress's name who's playing her. But um, uh, she originally appeared in the Fantastic Four and was Franklin uh, Reed's the child of uh, uh, Professor Reed and, and Sue yeah, Reed. Richard Reed. Richard Reed. Yeah. And uh, Sue Reed, their son, she was his nanny and she's a witch and has, you know, it is, is one of those that uh, has actual supernatural powers. Yeah. And this is supposed to lead into the next Doctor Strange movie is what I've heard as well. So, wow. So what, what some of the things they set up in WandaVision will pay off in the next Doctor Strange movie. It's uh, it's interesting how it's all pulled together and they they have kept it across the board the continuity with yeah. the exception of 
Agents of Shield, which kind of spun off, and we need to do an Agents of Shield. Yeah, weekend. we need to do a wrap of that. That'd be good. Yeah, because you you watched the the thing. I watched the, the whole run. Yeah. Yeah, I watched so, the whole run. I, I got out before the life model decoys. So, okay. but uh, anyway, actually, I I may be a life model decoy. You may be a life <laughs> right. model decoy. We need so, a life model decoy of Jay. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I've got another little thing I, I came across this week. I thought was kind of interesting. Is uh, so the uh, uh, the creators of this is Spinal Tap had sued. Uh, who had they sued? I guess they'd sued the uh, yeah the the. The, the studio of Invendia and Studio Canal over the rights, you know, the profits of this is Spinal Tap. And if anybody knows anything about Hollywood accounting, it's it's this mysterious, weird, strange beast that doesn't follow the normal rules of right. math. And a Hollywood accountant can make any movie lose money. Right. No money has ever made in Hollywood. It's never made movie. He's ever made money in Hollywood, according to the accountants. That's right. That's right. So um, Harry Shearer and um, I guess Christopher Guest and I see what I did there. I guess Christopher Guest and um, oh who else? Michael uh, Michael McKean and Rob Reiner. Yeah, um, never got profit share, as I understand. So, but uh, so it's been there's been a lawsuit, and so there was you could not do there there was no way you could do any sort of uh, sequel because of legal entanglements. Yeah, that suit has been settled, which opens the possibility of. A this is Spinal Tap reunion. Oh, that would be great! How great would that, that would be? really be? Good. What what a wonderful movie! That's a great movie. It really is a is a funny movie, and just it's what's funny is, uh, you know, we look at them now and we go, oh yeah, this is one of those mockumentary kind of things. Well, it was one of the first ones. It kind of the, yeah, it kind of invented. Yeah, I think it did too. Uh, so, uh, but and, and it's so well done, and so much of it's improv. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, almost. I think almost every line is, it, is basically. It talked about concepts, and then they just kind of went off on it. And I believe it was Rob Reiner's first movie he directed. Maybe, yeah. I think it may have been. It's one of the early ones, but uh, and all I the cameos. In yeah, it. I mean, yeah. Billy Chris. It's just, it's great. Yeah. What a great, great movie. Need to watch that again. Yeah, and so uh, I actually had a, a CD-ROM of this is Spinal Tap where they had. Uh, it was an interactive. You could watch the movie. It was a little. Wow. It was a little um, uh, three twenty by two forty QuickTime MOV. Okay. With a with a wrapper around it, and so you could like look at script and whatnot. And um, so wow. this is that's pretty cool. This is pre DVD. And I yeah. Pe- so the resolution was probably horrible. And they filled the screen with uh, the wrapper. Yeah. 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 For that. Right. So, okay. But uh, it was kind of fun. That was prior to the DVD release. I think yeah. I picked it up for a dollar yeah. at a you know, close out sale or something. And I like think that. Jay has it in his DVD queue. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got the VHS. Yeah, so, right. but uh, anyway, all right, well that will do it for our abbreviated. Well, it's not too abbreviated. No, it felt like it was <laughs> yeah, usual geeks of the week. Right. And we will be back in a minute. And we are back with a Jayless. Jayless. A guy's oh, sounds like age. a Klingon to me. <laughs> Jayless. Son of Jayless. Yeah. So, I don't even know what that is. I may have been here. Right, we're going to have to uh, clean that microphone when we're done here. So I'll swap with Jay while he's <laughs> Wow. So uh, we had no idea what we were going to do uh, walking into the show, which is not really unlike every what, time. Yeah, every time. Yeah. So, but we're going to talk radio and specifically old time radio. Old time radio. Yeah. And uh, so talk, I mean, you are. A couple of things about old time radio. First thing, I've wanted to talk about this before, but what brought it up today is uh, I am going to be part of a local community theater. Starville Community Theater is putting on a reading 
of the famous Orson Welles radio play, War of the Worlds, oh. H.G. Wells, Wells stories. Now, there's, there's you know, of course, uh, mythology about the, the broadcast. People were so terrified they jumped off bridges and all that kind of stuff. A lot of that's blown up and you're, not true. You're, you're not going to get that serious with Hopefully it, not, yeah. yeah. I mean, we may have people wanting to <laughs> kill themselves, but it may be based on my performance. <laughs> It's, as opposed to the authenticity of the uh, it's of the so story. horrible but i've been a big fan of uh, old time radio otr as it's called uh for a long time and i think the first thing i heard was war of the worlds a, a teacher of ours played it near halloween and, and kind of told us about the history of the the story and the broadcast and it's a great great story great play looking forward to doing it looking forward to the the crew i'll be working with with uh, uh startville community theater uh, we're going to do it on October 30th, which is the, the night that it was originally done. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and it is a reading, so we'll be standing up there. I, I think we'll be standing uh, up at microphones like they do with radio plays. But I've always liked this format and wanted to do this format before for some other things. And I'm seeing people that are doing it um, in different ways now. You'll see, especially through Zoom conferences, you'll see people doing table reads of mm-hmm. like their shows. One of the things that is being done is, uh, I don't know if you've seen this, this almost was my geek, but um, they are redoing uh, the first few episodes of the Superman radio serial. Oh, no. Yeah. That's cool. And they've got all these, you know, famous actors that are doing different parts of it. Uh, So uh, it's really been cool. And um, uh, it's worth checking out. I saw it on Geek Tire, and I'll give them credit for it again. You can find it there. But uh, it's a Zoom chat, and it's for... um, an awareness for the arts, the coalition for the arts fund or whatever. So it's doing that kind of thing. So I'd, I'd seen that. And then I saw the, the call for, uh, auditions for this, uh, war of the world's version. And we auditioned through zoom. It was kind of an interesting thing, thing to do there, but, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. So what part are you going to be reading? I actually have six different parts. Wow. Are you going to change voices? No, five different parts. Yeah. I'm going to try to change voices and I'm going to try to be able to enunciate and speak clearly. Unlike I do on this show. <laughs> yes, that's right. But uh, and so it was funny because when I was auditioning, there was one part and I tried to sound like FDR and it came out like Morgan Freeman. (laughs) And I couldn't do a Morgan Freeman impersonation. If you ask me to, I'm going, where is this coming from? But anyway, so that'll be it's going to be fun. But yeah, I'm going to do I'm going to try to do some different voices. Some of the parts, I think there are five parts. There's six of us that are are doing the the play and we all play at least two parts. So it's going to be broadcast via Zoom. No, I think it's live. It's in uh, Fire Station Park. I thought at first ah. it was going to be a Zoom, uh, a live Zoom thing. Uh, but uh, from what I understand, they're going to do it uh, live in Fire Station Park with people socially distanced out there to watch it. So, so we should uh, we should do a camera feed of that. Oh, yeah. I need to, Who's directing? Uh, Gabe Smith. Should tell you know Gabe. Gabe. I know of Gabe. Yeah. Should tell Gabe uh, we need to hook up because we could live stream that. That would be great. Mm-hmm. That'd be a lot of fun. So That would be cool. Because, you know... And I think it's free. From what I understand, it's free. They're uh, taking donations to try to raise some money for uh, Startville Community Theater. As many community theaters uh, were over the past six months, they have not been able to do their plays that they normally do. So a lot of their revenue is is gone. And so uh, certainly anything we can do to help out with that would be good. Fire Station Park here has got this great uh, stage that they've installed that looks really, really nice. Yeah, it's going to be a cool place to do it. I hope the weather cooperates with us. Yeah. You know, uh, not sure where we'll do it if it doesn't. But uh, anyway. Do it in the fire station. (laughs) Just move the trucks out. Get these trucks out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Don't you have a call? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Oh, I could ring it. No, that won't do that. Yeah. If it happens, I'd be blamed. Of course. Fire alarm. 
that yeah. went off right during the play. Well, how exciting. How fun is that? That's going to be fun. But so. old-time radio is just is one of those things, and we've talked about it, I think, a little bit before. Um, you know, it's, it goes back to the through the 30s. Uh, they were still making shows up into the 70s. And on the BBC, they still make they do. dramatizations yeah. of things that are incredible. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the what's the website that you said that's still doing some audio stuff like Doctor Who. Oh, Big Finish. Yeah, Big Finish. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been around for a while. What's what's interesting to me, and I, I listen to it almost every night, uh, different shows. Uh, there are some great old science fiction shows, Dimension X and X-1. Uh, those are kind of basically the same show, just in different parts of uh, different uh, time periods. But uh, they have great authors, Isaac Asimov, mm-hmm. Ray Bradbury's stuff. Uh, Bradbury's stuff was really almost written to be performed. Yeah, there's a there's a version of a story of his called Kaleidoscope. Mm, yeah. Do you know the story? I, yeah. uh, the ship blows up and the crew of about six are slowly drifting apart and they're in communication with each other as they go. And it is just a powerful, powerful story. The version I like best, I think, is from either Dimension X or X-1. It may be one of the other ones. But William Conrad, who later played Frank Cannon on Cannon, yeah. um, is a voice that you'll hear all over old-time radio. Yeah. yeah. Other voices that uh, that you'll hear include Parley Bear, who was the mayor of Mayberry for a while, and Andy Griffith. And... Um, uh, Gosh, talk, I just drew a blank on what Floyd's real name was. Oh, uh, Floyd the Barber? Yeah, Floyd the yeah. Barber. Hmm. Uh, Harold McNear, I think is his name. Uh, but he's all over old-time radio. So you'll start to hear these voices and recognize these voices. And, of course, Orson Welles started as a shadow. He had a production company called uh, Mercury Theater of the Air or Show. And then he had this stable of, of players that were on there that also went over into his movies. So uh, a lot of the movies, Citizen Kane, uh, the Amberson, Magnificent Ambersons, those all had some of the same crew members on there. So, um, uh, like I said, the production values are great. Uh, you know, there are some that are, are, are better than others. Also, uh, there was a version of Gunsmoke that starred William That's Conrad. right. Yeah. yeah. And um, it actually started before the TV series, but ran at the same time as the TV series. And sometimes they would borrow episodes. Really? The TV series would take episodes from uh, the radio show and do those. And Perry Mason started as a a radio uh, series. It it started as a movie serial first, and then I think it was on the radio and then went on. And there's several that are like that. Um, Twilight Zone did not. Some people think it did. It actually went the other way. There was a Twilight Zone radio series. Hmm. That uh, Stacy Keach narrates and takes some of the stories and, and does dramatizations of those. But there are several uh, shows that are very much like Twilight Zone, The Whistler being one of them. The uh, story there is you've got this guy who's the Whistler and he's seen many things. And then he tells I thought us, he was a Vandy baseball fan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Sorry. I think imagine a, a radio show just of that guy. Yeah. But uh, it tells a story and, again, has one of those kind of twist endings usually. And there's a, kind of a neat story. But it's a it's a, a great thing. It's easy to find. Most of the stuff is, is free. You can find an iPhone app or, you know, your smartphone app that will play it. And Sirius XM Radio Classics uh, Channel 141. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think, where I first really started getting back into listening to it. Because I'd heard some stuff and just it was just hard to find. There were a lot of cassettes out. Yeah. You could rent things from the library or, or get things from the library. I'm sure Jay's got some 8-tracks. Yeah, Jay's got 8-tracks of it. I wonder where they break. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Sirius XM Radio Classics is, is one. And then uh, and then you can, find, um, you can find apps that are just your particular favorite show. So you can listen to all the episodes of that show. Uh, another thing real quick and is uh, talking about Superman. 
a lot of what happened with the Superman lore came out of the radio show. That's right. Because it started just a year or two after the comic book did. Yeah. And so Jimmy Olsen, I think the Daily Planet, all comes from the radio show. I, th- I, I want to say Kryptonite may have come from the radio show. Uh, and also the fact that he could fly yeah. was more because in the radio show, you'd have this sound effect. And of course, that's where Up, Up and Away came from. Yeah. But, you know, they would do that. Um, so uh, it's it's kind of a neat thing. Uh, one thing about the radio show, too, talking about voices is you had uh, Bud Collier, who was the first uh, radio Superman. And he would talk like this for Clark Kent and then talk like this for Superman. It was just, you know, <laughs> this looks like a job for Superman. So, wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The voice who dropped two octaves. Yeah. I mean, and he could, and he took could his do glasses it. On. And what was interesting is I saw a quote about this on old time radio. He said, I prefer old time radio to old TV because the pictures are so much better, which well, I think is a cool way to, yeah. to say that. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that was so great about old time radio is you have to paint pictures with words. Yeah. And right. you had to describe the mm-hmm. action. And uh, that's what made some of the classic radio announcers, sports announcers like uh, Red Barber, uh, yes. Vince Scully, you yeah. know, all these guys, uh, if you, the, you know, classic Dodger baseball announcers. And I mean, uh, Jack Crystal from Mississippi State, Stan Torgerson for Ole Miss. Right. Uh, they were able to tell you what was happening. Yeah paint that picture for you from a play-by-play college standpoint. Mm-hmm. So many times now we are, um, we get lazy because we let our eyes communicate. Um, right. Uh, you know, and, and, and I, it's always great to listen to a great radio announcer yeah. who can, uh, who can come in and mm-hmm. paint that picture and, you know, you can see it in your mind. That's from, right. From the way they're describing yeah. the I mean, Jim Ellis with baseball. I mean, yeah. he loved, used to love to listen to Jim. Rex Butler. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Yeah, Jim's a good guy. Fall count of it. Anyway, yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. I'll do Jim Ellis as one of my voices. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's what you should do. <laughs> Jim Ellis is one. Yeah. Yeah. He, he would probably be glad to tutor you for it. Yeah, he's actually related to me. Distantly, is he? Distantly related to me. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, cool. hey, there's Cousin Jim, if I may call, call you up. Cousin Jim. That's there right. you go. He doesn't well, know me. You know, one of the things that um, um, I enjoyed listening to when I was in my teens, and this is really going to nerd me out, geek me out worse than the science fair. Late <laughs> yeah, Wobegon. You have nowhere to go. Yeah, I have, I have nowhere to go. Wobegon, absolutely. Late yes. Wobegon. What uh, a great series that was. You know, uh, well, it started as the Prairie Home Companion with yeah. Garrison Keillor. Yeah, yeah. And right. then uh, became Late Wobegon Days. That was, yeah, that was probably my favorite part of that, that, that series when he was doing it, but... Yeah, and I believe uh, they were in Minneapolis. They were in the Twin Cities, and uh, it was Minneapolis Public, uh, Minnesota Public Radio. Yeah, and uh, so Garrison Keillor really was kind of that old time radio. Yes, um, uh, the the voice there in the eighties and nineties uh-huh. with with the way he was able to uh, um, do the whole Lake Wobegon. Yeah, I, I saw him. He did a he would do a traveling show too, where he took the basically took the show on the road and got to see him in Tupelo. And it was great because it was set up yeah. very much like an old radio show. And, uh, you know, it, the, the way it flowed, you know, one thing into another was just, was really, really well done. Uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like that a lot and would like to see more of that kind of thing done. Well, and we're seeing it kind of come back around with podcasts as well. I think that's true. Yeah. There are a lot of podcasts that are set up like old radio shows. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them that, that talk about and, you know, feature them and, and discuss them, but then there are some that just really, Take that format and uh, and and do things. There's a lot of horror things. Uh, again, more sci-fi too, but you know all kinds of stuff stuff that you're seeing. 
all the dramatizations are, are yeah. kind of cool to listen to. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked about the the podcast Blockbuster, and it very much has elements of yes. that that type of right. um, uh, that type of presentation mm-hmm. where you have bona fide actors, you uh, have sound effects that are done, yeah, uh, uh, music score. I mean, there's a, a, a score for Blockbuster. You know that 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 thing we listened to. It had its own own music director and its own score that it was doing. So it's very interesting. Well, so uh, once you say uh, October thirtieth, October not 30th. sure what time. Uh, I think maybe should six. Be, should be midnight. Should be midnight. Should yes. be midnight. That's right. All right. Well, that wraps up an abbreviated jailless show of guys of a certain age. Uh, we're going to get out of here because I think we're going to go grab lunch, okay. and uh, so we'll give your ears a little bit of a break, and we will see you next week. Okay.